Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. My name is Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Jill Annabel. How are you today, Jill? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. You look like you have a little set of the giggles there today. So this nope, should be never. fun. I'm, stay- I'm staying serious today. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This is very serious today. And I'm going to start with a serious question. Jill, do you ever get caught up in competition, like sports awards? Does, does competition motivate you at all? How do you feel about that? Mm, not so much, except for now that I am running a school, I feel very competitive about like the excellence of our school. <laughs> so I feel like I'm competing with myself to have the best school possible for our families. But until now, I really, I really didn't perceive myself as competitive. No. Okay. All right. Well, good. Well, I'm, uh, How about I you? I've been, I've been told I'm a very competitive person. Oh. I've tried to rein it in, in my adulthood, but it's something that I'm aware of that I'm competitive, but I do. I also think I'm competitive with myself, but I have to tell you that the idea from today kind of got my head moving back to my time in Indiana. I spent a lot of time in Indiana as a teacher and as a principal. And I have to tell you that in Indiana, March madness is very disruptive. Mm. Yeah. Is, okay. is that a Michigan yes. thing too? Uh, Can you uh, relate absolutely. to this? I have taken away many March Madness brackets in okay. my time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, then you're, you're going to love today's idea because okay. it, it is about, it, it relates to March Madness and it's all about the brackets. So, okay. Perfect. So today's idea was submitted by Mark Ninmer and he's at Our Lady of Lourdes in University City, Missouri, and that's your diocese of St. Louis. And Mark has been teaching middle school religion, and he's the coordinator of religious education at Our Lady of Lourdes. So he started a project with his eighth grade students a couple of years ago, and he had them create saint presentations. We've talked about saint presentation. We love talking about the saints, right? I know, they keep coming up. They keep coming up. This is a new twist. Okay, so he had them create these saint presentations, and then he edited their presentations together into YouTube videos. So all of the classes in the whole school would watch the videos each day during Lent and vote on their favorite saint. And the winning saint moved on and it played out like a big tournament, just like March Madness. <laughs> Your favorite saint. Okay. I, this is new to me. Isn't this great? Your brain's going to spin it. All right. So let me, let me get, give you some more backstory here. So he said some of the other schools caught wind of it. And then last year they had several schools start watching the videos and voting as well. What? Okay. I like this. Uh, I knew you would. Okay. So this year (laughs) he said he's made several adjustments to make the series even more high quality and much better. Mm -hmm. So he expects the series to get bigger and better and, and really gain an even broader audience to participate. Okay. Wait, do we have a link to this? Like I want to Oh, yes, we do. Oh, Oh, yes, we do. Yes. Okay. So fantastic. All right. We're sharing, (laughs) we're sharing that on social media when we drop this episode. Yeah. We're going to be sharing that. Okay. So, um, it's all still led by the eighth grade students. And all of the presentations are completely anonymous. So he, you know, he, oh, I like that even yeah. better. Okay. I know. I know. So you're not voting crazy? for like, you're not voting for your family. For your, you're not voting for your right. friend. You're voting for the saint. Okay. Yeah, you're truly voting for the saint. So he did give me a YouTube link, but I also just went into YouTube and I searched Mark Ninmer Saint Madness and okay. it came up. So okay. I know you're going to go there right now, aren't you? <laughs> <I am. laughs> 
<laughs> I like Googling things. Okay. <laughs> and you know what, what, what are the comments that he wrote in the submission sheet, which I love is that he was subbing kindergarten once and the kids told him about what they learned from the videos. So these are like 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes a day because, like, and they're engaging and the kids learn. Are you looking at that video? Well, there's even like behind the scenes of St. Madness. It's amazing. Like, there's, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> I'm the last to find out on this. I love it. <laughs> okay, Joel. So tell me what you think. What are your first thoughts? I like this. And I'm kind of wondering who gets in those top slots. Like who's in your final four? Is it just because they're well-known saints? Are they saints that are, there's so many saints. We've talked about this. We've talked about I'm curious this, right? to learn about saints. I didn't know about, but I'm wondering if they're getting the votes because they're recognizable or they've always been that, you know, if you're going to vote for the one that you're named after you already have like a devotion to, or if it's just an interesting presentation, I'm, I'm intrigued by watching this. Yes. Yes. And this is definitely something that we could get into. Of course, then, you know, I start thinking, well, is it how well it's produced? Is it how well the story mm-hmm. is told? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it because someone is familiar with the saint? Yeah, there, it, it does, you know, go to all of that. But mm-hmm. so in my mind, I'm thinking like, if you want people to vote for it, what gets people to vote for something? Like what engages them? It's relatability, right? Okay. So yes, it's relatability and it's whether it's a well-produced video. However, I'm also wondering how you prepare eighth graders then for their audience being wider than the classroom. I love this. Anytime you could have students produce something or write a paper, do whatever it is, and the audience is bigger than themselves, it's bigger than the teacher, they know more people are going to watch it, which means the quality is going to be higher and they're going to learn even more because we know students work hard for us if they like us or if they like the class or they're you know, like those kinds of things. But if it's not just impressing the teacher and the grade, these students are motivated on a much higher level because their audience is much bigger, which is exactly the goal for students to see that their work, this is me as an English teacher speaking, like their work is bigger than themselves. Your audience is broader than you. You are supposed to have a voice in the world. Like that's by the time they get to middle school, that's how they should see themselves as writers and producers of quality product. Mm -hmm. of quality content. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going back to that idea of what, you know, is competition, a motivator, I think in this case it works. And I know that we've also talked before about how we don't want to use competition as a motivator in a bad way. And sometimes we foster Mm -hmm. the wrong kind of pride in schools, right? Yes. Um, We've talked about that. Yeah. And motivate people with, with the wrong things. But this, this is something that is truly, especially because it's an Anonymous. It's yeah, taking, I like that part. It's taking pride in your work and you're definitely teaching. If the kindergartners are saying, mm-hmm. Hey, we're learning from this and we're enjoying this, you're bringing your work to, to another level. And mm-hmm. so then it's, it really is just taking pride in your work without your name being in the headlines. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And so how do students vote? Do they, do they vote within the school or how does, how does the voting work? I'm sorry. I'm not I'm sure. I think spot. you're going to have to watch the whole video to, I will. Um, to, to find that out, Jill, but <laughs> I will. I'm invested now. And now maybe you can get your school to participate and vote too. Absolutely. Not a problem. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, that is the bell. It's time to get back to class. So there are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to do our best to try. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to the catholicteacherslounge.com to share. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We'll see you next time. 
If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers.